Hey Juicers, I'm Brooke. And I'm Alyssa. And this is... For God's sake. Don't drink the Jones juice. Welcome back to episode nine. Nine. Almost Ooh. ten. Yes. With listener juices, I guess that's 11 episodes that yeah. we've done, right? Yeah. Wow. Awesome, awesome. Getting up there towards the double digits. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys, I, I don't... Did we mention last episode about our giveaway? Had we mentioned that yet? I don't think we had. I have no idea. I don't remember. Well, if we did, I apologize. If not, I'm going to give you guys a little bit of um, info as to what's going on. Um, we are doing an Instagram giveaway right now on our page, which is um, Don't Drink the Jones Juice. And we are giving away a box full of like horror um things horror goodies yeah yeah they're all really cool so yeah super cool it's like a 70 dollars value so um all you have to do is go to our page give us a follow tag three friends and repost um and we will be announcing our winner on episode i think it would be 11 is that right because it'll be on the 31st let me bring out my calendar we'll see i think it's the 31st it should be yeah it is the 31st but i think it's yeah it'll be the 11th episode 11 and by uh reposting we have a specific image on the instagram Mm -hmm. you'll know it when you see it 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 says all about the giveaway but um repost tag your friends send your friends to our page yeah when you repost it put the hashtag ddtjj giveaway giveaway yeah yeah okay (laughs) so um it's something different because the last two giveaways we've done on facebook and we just you know give away a t-shirt which is super cool but we wanted to try something different and uh we're really really trying to build our instagram following it's really difficult like people don't want to follow us on instagram so i don't know why well i guess i do our our facebook group really is popping oh yeah you guys are always posting in there it is so much fun so if you're listening and you aren't on our facebook page join us um but definitely instagram too guys come on don't forget about us on there (laughs) (laughs) so do we have any other news or yes actually okay we need to mention so a lot of you guys were very intrigued by the lavina johnson case um which was episode seven if i'm not mistaken (laughs) i I believe it was i think it was we need to put a list up so we can when we refer back i i know um i believe it was seven but anyway um i'll look while you talk and uh so we decided that we would really like to do a special episode um, about the just huge issue um, with sexual assault in the military. Um, So if you guys would be so kind to send in your stories, if you are in the military or have been in the military and have been assaulted, I know that's a very difficult topic, um, but I already do have one woman that has Mm -hmm. submitted her story. Um, you know, you would absolutely remain 100% anonymous. Um, but we just think this is a big problem, you guys, and not just with women. I'm sure men are sexually assaulted as well. Um, but I don't know. It's just kind of come to light for us over the last few weeks at Mm -hmm. just what a problem this is. So we want to just, um, cover that specifically in, in a, in an episode. So, uh, please send us your stories. Um, we do have a voice recording 
of a young lady telling us her story. Um, so if you'd like to send a voice recording, that's fine. Um, if you'd like to type it out, that's fine. Either way, you will um, remain anonymous. Don't send a voice recording if you don't want your voice on the podcast because exactly. we plan to play those. Yes, and the one young lady has given me her permission. Right. So. Um, but if you have a story, you know, let us know. And if you're not comfortable telling us, you know, no worries. No, but, uh, no pressure. Yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a hard thing to talk about. Absolutely. But it's a good thing to talk about. Yeah. And I think that, uh, like, of course, we're going to cover actual stories that have, by mm-hmm. actual stories, I mean, Cases stories that have, like, come to light and have been in the news and whatnot. Yeah. But I think it's so important for the cases that have not been heard or have even become a case because people are scared to talk about it those are so important because i'm sure there are more unspoken Mm -hmm. cases than there are spoken yeah for sure definitely so yeah that's just uh, one little favor we had to ask of you guys um we would really really appreciate it and uh so yeah you can email it to us uh, message us on facebook whatever you're comfortable with yep thank you guys i think that's it um anything else Mm, no okay i think that's it well we'll let Alyssa begin her story okay so my story is a local story um if you're friends with me on facebook you probably saw me post a status asking if Um, anybody went to Rockdale County High School for the 2009-2010 school year Um, because there was something very sinister that happened that year with some of the students that went there. Excuse me. Um, So uh, I only had one person, well actually I had a, a bunch of, or not a bunch, I had a few people comment on my status but I only reached out to a few of them and I'm only going to read, like, one of the girl's um, message that she sent to me about it. Um, and I guess I'll do that later on when it becomes more relevant. But um, it's super crazy because Rockdale is where I went to school. I did, too. Just, like, 10 years before Alyssa. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And uh, I that was the, the 2009-2010 school year is the year before I went to high school so when this was happening i was in eighth grade Mm -hmm. and then in 2010 the next school year i was a freshman Mm -hmm. so i don't know these girls personally um i didn't even know that it happened i don't even think our school addressed it or anything yeah so the, the i found out about it because my dad told me about it when i was like a junior in high school and i was wow. like holy crap so you didn't know anything about it when no it happened. i did and nobody talked about it there was nothing that's nuts yeah i remember specifically like when it happened like it was a big deal but i mean who wants to tell their eighth grader that you know what i mean i mean my parents yeah. <laughs> they would you don't think they really even knew about it uh they i think they did because i mean my brother was in school yeah he went there when I was in eighth grade, he was a sophomore, which is the grade I, they were in, I'm sure. Because they were like 16. sometimes like local cases kind of get not swept under the, under the rug, but um, like nobody really talks about it. You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't know why. It's weird. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this story revolves around a set of twins named Jasmaya and Tazmaya Whitehead. They were born November 27th. 
November 27th, 1993 to their mother, I'm going to look up how to pronounce this. I'm so sorry. I think it's um, Jarmeca. Jarmeca. Jarmeca is what I would say. Yeah. Jarmeca Whitehead. Uh, but people usually just called her Nikki. Mm-hmm. So in 2000, Nikki met a man named Robert Head, who was a truck driver. And uh, not too long like after meeting him, they moved in with him in the city of Conyers, Georgia. So, Jasmine and Tasmaya were both honor roll students. They were part of the Girl Scouts. You know, just two, you know, regular girls. Mm-hmm. Not, didn't really seem like they caused too many issues. Just good students, good kids. Yeah. Um, but although they were doing well in these areas, their home life was not the best. Um, so initially their great grandmother, her name was Della Frazier. Is, yeah, okay. Um, she raised them. Um, and Della said that Nikki was a sporadic and random presence in her children's lives. Mm-hmm. So they probably viewed their great grandmother as more of their mother, mother than their bigger. actual mother. Yeah. So in 2007, Della tried to gain custody of the two girls because they didn't get along with their mother. Um, and obviously, them not getting along with her was bad enough that their great-grandmother, I mean, wow. geez, wanted to take custody of them. That's so sad, though. Like, yeah. The great-grand... I mean, I'm just thinking even if she was a... You know, Nikki was a younger mother, I believe. But still, yeah. that great-grandmother had to be up there. Oh, yeah. I mean, my great-grandmother died when I was 11, so... Yeah. Wow. I don't know. But Della said that the twins said that their mother's attempt to control them were hypocritical. Um, so the twins clashing with their mom soon turned into physical fights, which resulted in counseling and juvenile court appearances. Wow. So not good. Mm-hmm. Um, Della was awarded custody of the twins only to have them taken away and given back to their mother the girls like didn't want that they pleaded Mm -hmm. to be with their great grandmother but the judge was like i'll give you a two-week trial period and that was on january 5th 2010 Mm -hmm. a two-week trial with their mother yeah so if things weren't going well then i guess they would go back with their great grandmother okay that is one thing about georgia it's definitely a mom state oh yes the mom's get it all i guess uh-huh. even when they really don't deserve to yes january 13th 2010 jasmine and tasmaya woke up late for school but still made it to rockdale county county high school two hours late after an uneventful school day the girls arrived back home only to find the gruesome scene of their mother's dead and submerged body in a bathtub mm. They flagged down a passing Rockdale County Sheriff's deputy, telling him that they found their mother dead. Horrible. Yeah, I mean, imagine walking in on your dead mom. So, um, Lieutenant Chris Moon of the Conyers Police Department said that as soon as you opened the door to the house, you could smell the blood, the copper iron smell in the air. And this, the twins seemed obviously very distraught about their, mother, about their mother's death and were taken into the care of the Conyers police. So the girls described to the police on tape what they saw when they first returned home. 
Tasmania said, I heard Jazz scream and all I saw was blood all over the floor. Uh, Jasmine said she's not going to come back and um, she kept like asking for her mother and saying I want my mommy and Taz sat there and uh, comforted her. Mm-hmm. Um, she also, Taz also said uh, you've got to be strong because I'm going to make sure they find the person who did it. So these girls are obviously missing their mother. <laughs> um so in the when they were being questioned about it um some of the things they said was uh Tasmaya said i looked and there was blood in front of the door like a line of blood like someone had dragged her in there like it is on tv um and lieutenant moon confirmed this by saying um there were drag marks that went from the living room into the master bedroom and into the master bathroom so horrible mm-hmm. Jazz said, I went into her room and I saw blood all over the floor and I went in there and I seen her and I touched her. Mm. Yeah. I mean, if I saw my mom dead in a bathtub, I would probably touch her too. Yeah. But, 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 something seemed suspicious, as I'm sure you guys could guess. Mm -hmm. Not only were the twins two hours late for school, but they were also covered in scratches bruises and bite marks hmm. uh they said that they had gotten into a fight with each other but the evidence didn't really match up mm-hmm. to what they were saying plus they were wearing gloves inside Where? just while they're being questioned they were wearing gloves Ooh, that's it, weird yeah so the police told them to take the gloves off and there were more marks and I mean, that's like a, a dead giveaway. <laughs> Why are you wearing gloves? Right. <laughs> Stupid children. So, after they saw that, it was evident that the girls had more to say about the story than what they were saying. Um, so, the police separated the girls because yeah, if they're together. Yeah, you can't question them together. Right. right. Yeah, they're going to be talking in each other's ears. And, of course, the story is going to be pretty mm-hmm. solid because they hear what the other one's saying so they can play off of it and then that one hears what that one's saying and it becomes a story that makes sense right exactly so once they were separated of course their stories started to to develop holes in them and the police believed the girls were not innocent like they had originally thought Dun, dun, dun. Uh, yeah <laughs> the police said that they were super sweet like when they first picked them up like they thought they were just this sweet little angels and they you know that just you know walked into their house and their mom was dead in the bathtub and there's a horrible just gruesome scene in there Ugh, the girls imagine. seemed visibly distraught and just upset you know like they had genuinely walked in mm-hmm. on their mother's death so um the girls finally confessed it started with the twins waking up late for school on january 13th 2010 um the mother said to them you're late for school you're not going to do what you want to do you have to live by my rules go mama yeah the twins said their that their mother began threatening them with a pot from the stove Mm-hmm. Not go mama. 
hey, do what you got to do. No, you don't want the pot from the stove. I mean, I'm pretty sure I've used a hairbrush before. That's different than a pot. Well, yeah. I mean, sometimes moms got to do what they got to do. I mean, I'm just saying. You got two unruly ass kids. Grab that pot, mama. Whoop that ass. Yeah, I will disagree. (laughs) I would never threaten my son with a fucking pot. I don't know. You might change your mind when you got a mouthy teenager. I would just threaten him with like... I don't know. <laughs> a shoe? <laughs> I don't know. If he's a teenager, I wouldn't threaten him with anything except for, like, taking away electronics oh, or yeah. sending him to his room, couldn't see his friends. I don't know. My mom had a wooden spoon, so. Oh, my parents had a paddle. Yeah. And oh. switches and so a belt. So why is a pot any worse than any of those things? But I guess because I'm conditioned to think that switches and paddles are okay. <laughs> the pot's not. Yeah. Well, I just feel like like with a paddle, mm-hmm. it, it would be harder to kill me than with a pot. Well, I don't, I'm not imagining that she was thinking of killing her kids with the pot. Yeah, but if she got mad enough and swung at them with a the pot, if she hit them over the head, she could give them a concussion. True. I don't think, like, the paddle that my dad used, it wasn't huge. Yeah. So it's not, if he would have hit me over the head with it, it probably just would have broken. I would have been like, fuck you. <laughs> so, um, Jasmiah said that the mom started waving the pot around, uh, things like that, whatever. So, I guess she was trying to hit us with the pot. Okay. That's what, yeah, okay. Uh, so, the twins claimed that they wrestled the pot away from her, but it was the start of an all out brawl. Kind of what was happening with Ansley and Ariel earlier. <laughs> My kids fist fighting outside. <laughs> Oh, God, help me. I've never cussed kids out before. (laughs) So, um, the Rockdale County District Attorney, Richard Reed, um, I'm about to read some dialogue, and so when I say read, that's who I'm talking about. Okay. So, Reed asked, was your mom yelling? And Jasmiah said, we all, we all yelling, we all mad. Somehow, some way, I don't know where she got it from, I don't even remember, a knife block, but she has a knife. So mom started with a knife. Yeah. Well, so they say. Who knows? Right. Um, Tasmaya said, I had took the pot from her. That's when she grabbed the knife and said, get back. But she didn't keep the knife in her hand. So them fighting moved into the living room and just, you know, grew in intensity. Jazz broke a red vase over her mother's head. Oh, man. Which... Um, made her head bleed but their mother fought back uh tasmaya said so my mom is winning the battle with the knife or whatever so i pick up the pot and i hit her with the pot i, I mean if my mom was hitting threatening me with a knife i would definitely probably hit her in the head with a pot yeah um jasmaya said she bit me in the chest and like i said i'm not that big so when she bit me, she latched onto me, and I tried to get her off because it hurts. So I'm trying to punch her. I guess that's when Taz stabs her. She oh. stabbed her. And these girls, um, they're 16 when this was happening. Yeah. And they are really small. Like, yeah. when you look at the pictures, they, they don't look 16. They I feel look like, like they children. Look, yeah, like they're 13 or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh... After more fighting, Jazz said at some point she begins to choke her mother with a, a ribbed medallion she won as a child. Mm-hmm. Um, and her mother, like, backhanded her. That caught her by surprise. This is so scary, though, because I'm picturing, I'm looking at these girls, and like you said, like, 13. Like, 
I feel like they were probably about the size of my girls. Mm-hmm. I cannot even imagine a situation like that with my two girls. I'll tell you right now, I'm whipping those asses, first of all. Yeah. I can, like, do you think Ansley and Ariel could overpower me? I don't think they could. I, mean, I think if they're swinging a pot around or yeah. a knife around, I think, I mean, two against one. I mean, probably if they yeah. were that angry at you. Yeah. That's th- so scary. Plus, you know, like your love for your child is so much different than your child's love for exactly. you. Exactly. That you probably would be more defensive than you would be Trying to, aggressive. Yeah. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I think it's possible. Like if Titus was coming at me, mm-hmm. I would be so horrified and I would be like, oh my God, my son's trying to hit me with a pot. Yeah. He'd definitely probably, I mean, like I know he's a boy, <laughs> probably stronger than me, but yeah, I don't know. Mm. So, um, Jasmaya says, so I think I was stunned because of the she backhanded her. Mm-hmm. Then I picked up the knife and I think I stabbed her, but they weren't cuts. Like they weren't deep because I couldn't bring myself to do it, said Jasmaya. Mm. Um, Taz said Nikki came out and sat down in the kitchen. She was tired. Um, that's what Reed said. Um, Taz said Nikki lunged at the knife. Eventually, the blows necessary to bring about the death of Nikki Whitehead. And among those injuries were um, significant stab wounds to her lungs, jugular, and the back of her neck, where her spinal cord was... Spinal cord. (laughs) Spinal cord (laughs) was severed. Oh, my God. That is horrifying. Yeah. So, after all the biting, punching, screaming, and stabbing, the twins dragged their own mother to the master bathroom and put her in the bathtub. So Reed said, and so what did y'all do? Tasmaya said, we put her in the tub. Um, Nikki was in the tub and was still alive. The twins both said that um, she was talking to them as she was dying. Mm -hmm. Reed asked what what she's saying. Tasmaya says, that she hates us. She hates us. I guess the same thing. We're going to jail. We're going to jail. Mm. How heartbreaking. So Reed wanted to know what they were saying to her. Um, and Jasmiah said, I'm sorry. I told her I was sorry. Not just sorry for things, but sorry for everything that we couldn't get along and stuff. Um, she went under a couple of times and that was it. Oh. She was dead. Last thing she said to them was, I hate you yeah so reed asked when that was it i'm going to use your words when that was it what did you do what did you and your sister do um i guess we were just shocked we couldn't believe what we did we cried we cried for a long time we argued a bit but then the girls collected themselves after trying to clean up some they thought it best to leave and go to school (laughs) My Can you imagine god. sitting next to these people? Oh my god, that is so scary. <laughs> if I just killed my mom and just go to school like normal, everything's fine. I could not go to school. No. I could not. That to me it says that they are cold-blooded killers. Yeah. I mean, are you kidding me? I would just I couldn't focus in school. I wouldn't want to be around anybody. Why did they go to school? Like why didn't you just lay out, dude? <laughs> well, I guess cuz they had to try to have, have an, an alibi. alibi. Yeah. yeah. Mm, yeah so um jasmiah said that they that she goodness 
Jasmia said, we got her purse, cell phone, and got the knife in the pot and put it in a plastic bag. Um, they admitted that when they returned, they expected the police would be there and their mother would not be. So when they saw their mother dead in the bathtub and, you know, all the blood everywhere, it <clears throat> put them in shock because, you know. Well, they expected their mother would be where? I guess in a bag. Oh. You know, like the police so they, had come and gotten her. So they didn't think that they would be coming home to her dead in the bathtub. Right, yeah. So. Yep. Oh, God. Yep. Do you know if mom worked? Mm. I'm wondering, like, no one called and said, look, she's not here. Like, I don't know. It didn't really say. I looked at three different websites. Mm-hmm. It doesn't really give too I much know, about her. I know. not a whole lot on Which it. is sad because she is a victim. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? They, they are pretty much uh, focusing more on the twins, which, yeah. I mean, I know it's crazy when a child kills someone, especially their own mother, but yeah. they don't really know too much about her. Um, Tasmaya said, just really wish it didn't happen like that. And I wish I could have solved something. I do. I wish. Sorry. It was just confusion and turmoil and it never stopped. Uh, the girls claimed they wish they would have called the police during the fight rather than murder their own mother (laughs) and that they had been truthful with the police from the start. And they wished that they still had their mother. But I don't know if I believe that. Their mugshots, like, today, they're smiling in them. And they look genuinely happy. So I would venture to say they probably don't care. I mean, in that moment, just the shock of actually, you know, taking their own mother's life. But they probably are glad that she was gone, you know. It's horrifying. Uh, Jasmia said, I'm sorry and I miss her. It's not how y'all are trying to make it seem. I didn't hate her. And Taz didn't hate her either. I guess it was just the heat of the moment and the anger between all three of us. Sounds like it was just utter chaos. Yeah, I mean, there's no reason to kill somebody. I feel like if my sister did that to my mother, I'd be like, bitch, stop. Like, you just stabbed her. Okay, we're done here. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, I guess. But, like, if you're constantly fighting with your mother, mm-hmm. like, physically fighting with her, you're 16. This is all you've ever known. I'm not justifying this at all. I'm just trying to think of, like, the psychology behind it, I guess. Mm-hmm. You know, these physical fights, I'm sure, have gone overboard in the past. Right. And so... They probably weren't thinking, like, this is going to kill her. Yeah. They're probably just... Oh, it's another fight. Right. But my God. I mean, you stab somebody. That's a bit much. Right. You just went overboard. Yep. So, in January 2014, Tasmia Whitehead pleaded guilty to voluntary manslaughter, making false statements and possession of a knife during a crime. She was sentenced to 30 years in prison She's serving that sentence at um, Arendelle State Prison. In February of 2014, Jasmine Whitehead also pleaded guilty to the same charges and was sentenced to 30 years in prison. She's serving her sentence at um, Pulaski State Prison. Mm-hmm. And that is the story of the Twisted Twins. Oh, 
That's tough, man. Like, literally the whole time you're reading this, all I can imagine is, like, me, Ansley, and Ariel, like, in a brawl. (laughs) And I'm thinking, like, I could totally overpower them. (laughs) Like, my God. That is horrifying, though. That is horrifying. As a mother, to have that happen to you and die at the hands of your children. Yeah. Especially just... I don't know. I do feel bad for those girls because it seemed like they didn't have any kind of direction or support in life besides their great-grandmother. Yeah. Having a mom, or at least just even if it's a dad or, you know, a grandmother, an uncle, an aunt, whoever, as long as you have somebody who can, you know, help develop your moral compass Mm -hmm. and show you, you know, what's acceptable and what's not acceptable behavior absolutely it's sad i I do feel bad for them i feel worse for the mother oh same (laughs) she shouldn't have she definitely shouldn't have been murdered especially so brutally and especially by her you know own two children it makes me sick to think about it yeah oh it's sad well um so after our little break and our uh message uh from our (laughs) well not from our sponsor but our commercial for our sponsor (laughs) i've got a story for you guys and what's kind of uh ironic this week is Alyssa and i both chose stories about a mother being murdered um mine not necessary well you'll find out i'll tell you about it we'll be back (laughs) okay Hello, and welcome back to part two of episode nine. Um, as I said earlier, mine and Alyssa's stories are uh, kind of similar. It is, they are both about uh, mothers being murdered. So um, it's kind of funny how that worked out. I feel the like. same wavelength. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Well, I guess we'll go ahead and get started. Um, My case tonight is a pretty famous case, and I'm sure a lot of you guys are familiar with it. Um, I want to say the first time I heard about it, Alyssa, was when we were on the plane going to San Diego. Really? Maybe not. Maybe I had heard of it. Yeah, you had because I... Because that's what interested me and made me watch the documentary. Yeah, because I was watching Riverdale, (laughs) and then I was like, what are you watching? And you were like... The Gypsy Rose case. And I was like, what's that? And you were like, oh, Oh, you haven't heard of it? (laughs) Okay, yeah. So I had heard of it before then, but Alyssa and I took a trip to San Diego to visit with her sister, who is in the Navy... Um, what was it, two years ago, three years ago? Or maybe longer than that. Uh, I was living in Covington. Well, we both so were. It, yeah, we, we used to we were. Na- oh, I'm saying, we were neighbors. <laughs> um, so at least three years ago. It, like, I think like two and a half. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So anyway, um, I watched this documentary um, on the plane ride to San Diego. So uh, No, it was like three years ago. Yeah. Yeah. We've been here two and a Insane. half. Insane. I want to do that again. I know. We should. <laughs> Let's take trips. So anyway, um, did I say who this case is about? I think, well, we said Gypsy Rose already, so I'm sure they know now. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So my case is Gypsy Rose and Dee Dee Blanchard. So the year is 2015 in Greene County, Missouri. A seemingly dedicated, charming single mother and a disabled little girl had captured the hearts of people all across the globe. 
Gypsy was wheelchair bound and she used a feeding tube and was said by her mother Dee Dee to have brain damage from her premature birth, causing her to have the mental capacity of a seven-year-old. Sad. I know. Along with leukemia, muscular dystrophy, epilepsy, hearing and visual impairments, and countless other diseases. I know. Sad, right? <laughs> Gypsy was prescribed tons of medications and had to use had to sleep using a breathing machine. Uh, she also went through multiple surgeries, including procedures on her eyes and removal of her salivary glands. What? Yeah. Crazy, Wait, right? Why? I don't know why, but she had no salivary glands. So basically she had no saliva. She just had a dry mouth. Yeah. That's just torture. Right. So, uh, Gypsy's teeth eventually rotted, um, probably due to either all the medications she took or maybe even because she had no saliva. Yeah. Um, but they eventually had to be all pulled out. So, the poor girl had no teeth. I've seen pictures of her where her teeth look black. Oh, and it was bad. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure girl. it was a combination of all the medications. Oh, and I the, think so too. Yeah. No saliva. Um, but this story shows that things aren't always what they seem. Yup. Yes. So the truth was that Gypsy was not a child, but she was a 24-year-old woman. She could walk, she didn't need a feeding tube, and she did not have cancer. She was also of average intelligence and did not have the mind of a seven-year-old. Her own mother had spent years poisoning, starving, and injuring her to pass her off as deathly ill. Horrible. How does a breathing machine work if you can breathe by yourself? Who knows? I don't know how those work in general, but yeah, I feel like if you can breathe, that would just be extremely... Uncomfortable? Yeah. Yes. So she was only bald because her mother shaved off her hair constantly to pass her off as a cancer patient. Experts believe Dee Dee Blanchard had a mental illness known as Munchausen Munchausen syndrome by proxy, um, which is basically just a mental disorder that uh, causes you to... Uh, fake your children or people that you take mm-hmm. care of's illnesses, um, usually in order to receive attention. Yeah, and the one that's not by proxy, how, how do you pronounce it again? Munchausen syndrome. That's when you do it to yourself, right? I believe so. And then okay. by proxy would be like to other people. Yes. Yeah. Okay. So um, this made her fake gypsy sicknesses in order to receive attention, sympathy, and financial benefits. Honestly, I don't think you have to be a fucking professional or to know that that's what's going on here yeah so they received disability checks free housing uh they lived in a house that was built by uh habitat for humanity um they received free medical equipment for gypsy free trips to disney world free concerts tons of donations um one which included a six thousand dollar check from country singer miranda lambert how it makes me sad because there are so many people children in this world suffering Mm -hmm. with diseases like that that don't get that kind of thing and there's this woman and and she's faking her child's illness and just getting gifts thrown at her yeah it's really sad yeah it is so i'm sure you're wondering about right now 
how on earth medical professionals had diagnosed Gypsy with these things and even agreed to perform surgery on her. Yeah, right? I'm, that's a big what. So basically you have a healthy child mm-hmm. that really has nothing wrong with her and she is having surgeries performed on her. Okay, so when Gypsy was old enough to talk, Dee Dee instructed her not to volunteer any information during their doctor visits. Yeah. Only Dee Dee would speak, and Gypsy would be in trouble if she opened her mouth. Oh, gosh. So Dee Dee also had some nursing training, so she could accurately describe symptoms, and she even sometimes gave Gypsy medications to mimic the condition she hoped for her to be diagnosed with. Oh, my God. Gosh. Right? Crazy. Dee Dee would stop seeing any doctor who seemed to question Gypsy's supposed ailments. Mm -hmm. So if a doctor was like, look, this is kind of weird, you know, Gypsy Mm -hmm. or uh, Dee Dee would be like, bye. We're going to go find somebody else. Did you watch or read an article about um, like some of the things the doctor said defending themselves? No, I did not. Okay, so I did. This was a while ago. And the doctor was like, well, you know, she came to me and the mother's telling me that she has muscular dystrophy. Mm -hmm. And while I didn't think that she had the characteristics of someone with muscular dystrophy, this mother is telling me that she does 100% have it. Yeah. And, you know, she's had this and that done because of it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, you know, it's kind of hard to... Uh, discredit a parent a parent yeah because you know your first instinct isn't going to be like this person's faking it because that's just not super common no especially like to your child yeah so he was like you know i just kind of went along with that yeah i took her word for it because you know this is what she was saying her daughter had and that other medical professionals had well i mean i feel like they don't really have a choice in that situation you know what i mean like i feel like they do though because if i was the doctor and you had suspicion that maybe like she like if she wasn't showing any characteristics about it yeah you would you would be like well then they diagnosed her wrong because nothing that she has you know has these same (laughs) symptoms or whatever i feel like in this situation Dee Dee clearly had a way with words and probably knew her stuff so i mean again you know if anybody questioned her she was out you know so they didn't even really probably have the time to uh really go too far into it to figure out if she did or didn't oh i mean i I think if you're giving your fucking surgeries you definitely have the time absolutely in that case for sure so, um, Dee Dee told Gypsy's father, um, whose name was Rod Blanchard, who wasn't in the picture, that their daughter had a chromosomal, chromosomal, is that the way you say it? Chromosomal disorder that had led her to have many health issues. He always complimented Dee Dee for her devoted care. And while he didn't really see Gypsy, he did send Dee Dee 12 hundred dollars a month in child support wow and he continued that even after gypsy was 18 because he believed that she needed constant care yeah so um also i did read i did not put this in my notes but um like i said he was kind of an absent father Mm -hmm. um but the reason being Dee would tell everybody that he was an alcoholic and that he was a horrible person when in all reality he wasn't those things yeah i think she he Dee Dee kept Rod away from Gypsy because she didn't want him to know that that Gypsy wasn't sick. Right. Can I go back to what we were just talking about? Sure. So, 
I was just thinking my, you know, Titus with his autism. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I know it's kind of different because it's not really physical, mm-hmm. but you know, when I'm talking to doctors, I always tell them that he has autism mm-hmm. and it's not like they do like a psych you yeah. know, eval to prove it. They just take, take my word. word for it. Yeah. Yeah. And they do accommodate him mm-hmm. based on the needs that I see that he does need. So I guess it is possible yeah. that they could I, do that. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there are a lot of people with certain diseases that maybe don't look like they have the disease. You know, For instance, my sister is wheelchair bound. Mm-hmm. Okay. Absolutely, 100% wheelchair bound, but she looks just like anybody else. Yeah. Her mental you know, status is just like mine or yours. Mm-hmm. Um, so if my mother took her somewhere and said, look, she has spinal muscular atrophy, they're not going to go into that and say, mm. we need to do some testing to make right. sure you're not lying. Yeah. I mean, yeah. why would you think they were lying? Yeah. You know what I mean? That's, that's true. So I don't know. That's kind of my thoughts on it. I'm not blaming this on the doctors because... Mm-hmm. I mean, what else do they have to go off of? Right. Yeah. You know? You're right. You're right. So I don't know. Just my two cents. Um, so when some of Dee Dee's family noticed that Gypsy didn't seem to need a wheelchair and asked her questions, Dee Dee would move away. She would take Gypsy and they would just get out of town. So they would leave their house. To, yeah. To it's like if anybody questioned her, they were just gone. Well, like that's us. Yeah. And that's super sketchy like i don't know i feel like somebody in the family should have uh said something yeah Yeah. so Dee also claimed to be a victim of hurricane katrina so she and gypsy received financial assistance to relocate from louisiana to missouri in 2005 there Dee changed gypsy's doctor of course (laughs) hurricane katrina was a good excuse for any medical miss uh medical files that were missing Oh, yeah. I forgot about that part. Yeah. I mean, of course, you're not going to have medical files because they were all washed away. Right. So, um, over the years, two caseworkers visited the Blanchard home after anonymous tips were made claiming that there was nothing wrong with Gypsy, but Dee Dee convinced them otherwise. I mean, this woman was like on top of her shit. Wow. Master manipulator. Absolutely. Do do you ever just want to like talk to people like that and see if they can convince you i mean i guess i wouldn't even know i mean what do you mean like 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 you hear about people who are manipulators like that and i feel like you and me are the type of people who can you know we usually see through people okay but and i'm not gonna say names i'm not gonna tell the exact situation but I have known somebody who was a master manipulator. And this person, I am telling you right now, could sit in front of a psychiatrist or a doctor, and that doctor is going to believe every word that comes out of this person's mouth. Can you please tell me who it is later? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I personally was manipulated by this person. Yeah. I'm surprised you don't know just by me saying those things. Well, I feel like I partially do, but I also could be wrong. Yeah. Well, I won't say anything, but I completely understand. And and I consider myself a 
reasonably smart woman, mm-hmm. you know. But you are. Yeah. I mean, it, there are people out there mm-hmm. that are just that good. Yeah. But, I mean, that's it's happened to me, too, like with ex-boyfriends and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I feel like when your boyfriend is manipulating you, it's, it's, different, it's different than a stranger yeah. or a friend. Right, or, because your heart is invested. But absolutely. when your heart's not invested, I wonder if they could do that to you. Yeah. Because part of manipulation, I feel like, is you know somebody you know have you you, somebody trusting you like a lot yeah absolutely so i don't know i don't know who knows i've always wanted to though just that's something like that has always interested me too like criminal psychology and that kind of thing yeah it's so insane the human mind yes um so where were we um okay so gypsy didn't even know her real age oh Gypsy said in an interview, and I quote, I found a couple bits of paper in my mom's safe. Things that stated I was born in 1991 and made me question my real age. I asked her about it, and she said that it was a typo. I took those papers and the Medicaid card that I found with my actual real birth date on it, and I ran away from home. So, Gypsy went with a man that she'd met at a science fiction convention. She was really big into those. Um, But she didn't get very far. Her mother found her and convinced the man that Gypsy was a minor, even though she was 19 at the time, and brought her back home. Like fake 19 or real 19? No, Gypsy was 19 at this time. But she convinced the man that she ran away with that Mm -hmm. she was a minor. Okay. So that he would be like, ooh, you know. Right. So she then took her home, smashed her laptop with a hammer, and threatened to do the same to Gypsy's fingers. Oh, my God. Gypsy says that Dee Dee then tied her to the bed for two weeks as a punishment. Tied her to the bed? bed for two weeks that poor girl i know i she was absolutely tortured um but gypsy was getting harder to control Mm -hmm. gypsy rose soon began an online relationship with a man named nicholas godajan that she'd met on a christian dating website that sounds like a cheese godajan (laughs) g-o-d-e J-O-H-N. Godajan. You want some Godajan with your bread? (laughs) So she met uh, Nicholas on a Christian dating website. For two years, they talked online without Dee Dee knowing. And she confided in him about her mother's lies. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm surprised she never found out. No, she did not. So, Gypsy and Godajan, uh, they were basically, like, madly in love. Yeah. You know? she Gypsy finally had somebody that understood her and, uh, you know, somebody that she trusted and yeah. trusted enough to, like, tell. She had never told right. anybody these things before. So, Gypsy and Godajan came up with a plan to stage a meeting in real life in Didi's presence, hoping that Didi might allow them to date if she thought that they met for the first time in person. Mm-hmm. They're like, look, let's do something, you know, take mom, let her introduce, you know, she'll never know that we've been talking all this time. So, Godajan travels to Springfield, Missouri to meet Gypsy and Didi at a movie theater where they were going to go see Disney's Cinderella. The meeting did not go as planned. Dee Dee hated Godajan. I'm sure she would hate any guy that came with Gypsy. But Gypsy was able to sneak away and lose her virginity to Godajan in a bathroom stall, according to her testimony at his trial. (laughs) 
Dee Dee punished Gypsy after the movie theater incident. She got jealous because I was spending a little too much attention on him, and she ordered me to stay away from him, Gypsy said. And needless to say, that was a very long argument that lasted a couple of weeks. Yelling, throwing things, calling me names such as bitch, slut, and whore. Wow. Yeah. So. So there seems to be more going on here Mm -hmm. than just the possible diagnosis the mother had yes gypsy decided that she was ready to escape she asked godijan to kill Didi so that they could be together gypsy and godijan discussed several methods of killing her mother including poisoning shooting her but they ultimately decided that stabbing would be the best way to do it (laughs) poisoning they couldn't really get their hands on poison Shooting, it would make too much noise. It seems like it's super easy for a lot of other people to get their hands on poison. Right. And uh, shooting, it would just be make too much noise. Yeah. You know, so stabbing was the way to go. Okay. So on June 9th, 2015, Godijan snuck into the house that Gypsy had left. And <laughs> <laughs> let me restart that sentence. On June 9th, 2015, Godijan snuck into the house that Gypsy had left intentionally unlocked once Dee Dee went to bed. Gypsy provided Godijan with a pair of blue gloves and a large serrated kitchen knife. Godijan told Gypsy to get, quote, get your ass to the bathroom via text message, and Gypsy did just that. As she sat down on the bathroom floor, naked and covering her ears, she could overhear Godijan stab her mother to death. My God. Gypsy says, and I quote, I heard her scream once, and there was more screaming, but not like the kind in a horror film. A startled scream. She called out my name about three or four times. At that point, I wanted to go help her so bad, but I was so afraid to get up. And then everything just went quiet. Wow. Wow. I yeah. can't imagine. Oof. Ugh, God, overhearing that. But mm-hmm. you're the bitch that said kill my mom. Right. I mean, I'm just saying. So, Godijan says he got on top of Dee Dee, waking her up before killing her. He says, she ended up asking me, who are you? He said, he told her, I'm your fucking nightmare. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, I know that what Gypsy was going through was traumatic. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but I feel like if I met a man who was so willing to kill my mother, I would not want to be with him. That would be kind of a red flag, yeah. right? And when you say kill my mom, and they're like, okay. It's Let's like, jump on that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. So he stabbed Dee Dee 17 times in the back and injured her so badly that he almost decapitated her. Oh my God. Yes. I did not know that. Also, guys, I do have a crime scene photo. Um, it is hard to look at, um, but it will be posted as always. So just uh, be careful. If you don't want to see it, don't scroll. I'll right. have it pretty far into the photos on our Facebook and Instagram. Okay. So the couple then had sex on Gypsy's bed, though Gypsy later alleged that Nick had raped her in an HBO documentary, saying that he had tried to have sex with her mother's corpse. What? Yeah. And she says, I made a deal with him. I'd let him rape me, and then he wouldn't do that to my mom. Uh, do, do you believe that? I, uh, I, no. 
I don't either. Not really. No. Okay. So they then fled to Wisconsin, where they planned to start a new life at Go to John's parents' home. But Gypsy started to worry about her mother's decomposing body. So I feel like this girl does kind of sort of have a heart. <laughs> like, right. Well, she probably wanted to be rid of her mom. She just wanted to be away. And yeah. I feel like she felt like that was her only way out. Yeah. Her I mean, mom she tried always to found her. What, twice? Yes. Yeah, and she, and I'm sure that seemed logical at the time, but probably looking back, she thought that she made a huge, huge mistake. Well, yeah, I mean, I feel horrible for Gypsy when it comes oh, down to it. I do too. Yeah. Um. So, but I also feel bad for her mom because if her mom really did have issues, like she was she, sick, she needed help. Yeah. yeah, it's not like she was in a right state of mind. Mm-hmm. I feel when she she was very sick. Yeah. So, uh, as I said, Gypsy started to worry about her mother's decomposing body. And on June 14th, 2015, hoping that the police would find her mother and not trace the murder back to her and go to John, she posted the infamous status on her mother's Facebook page. Have you seen this? Yeah, I have. My God. Okay. (laughs) And let me just say this. This status is still there to this day. Jesus. You can go to Dee Dee Blanchard's Facebook and it is still there. That is crazy to me because I feel like most of the time when there are murders or whatever, like Facebook goes and deletes, Mm -hmm. like whatever. Nope. It's still there. I checked it. And I will also have a screenshot of this. How many reactions does it have? Oh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of shares and things like that. Wow. But uh, yeah, there'll be a screenshot in the photos as well. So this status read, and in all capital letters, that bitch is dead. Okay. So while this seemed out of character for Dee Dee to post something like this, her Facebook friends thought that she'd been hacked or was just watching a scary movie or something. That's their first thought. Okay. Just watching a scary okay. movie. I'm just saying, if my Facebook status ever says that bitch is dead, y'all better be checking on my ass, okay? Dude, seriously, same. I would never do that. Watching a horror movie? Yeah. No. <laughs> that doesn't even, that doesn't even sound like Dee's nature, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, if she was somebody that would say something like that, yeah, maybe. That's so weird. Yeah. So, a few minutes later, a second, more alarming comment popped up in the thread. This is where it gets spooky. Okay. It reads, I fucking slashed that fat pig and raped her sweet, innocent daughter. Dot, dot, dot. Her scream was so fucking loud. LOL. <laughs> That's creepy as hell. That's so sad. That's creepy and scary. I hate it. And if I saw that on somebody's status, like, I would immediately call the police. Oh, yeah. 911. Yeah. Me too. So... Of course, concerned neighbors of Dee Dee and Gypsy called the police. Good. Reporting that Dee Dee may have fallen victim to foul play and that Gypsy might have been abducted. Sheriff's deputies arrived at the home and found the body of 48-year-old Dee Dee Blanchard face down on her bed in a pool of blood, stabbed to death. She had been there for several days. Oh, probably stunk so bad Oof. So while her wheelchair and medications were in the home, Gypsy was nowhere to be found. Yeah, and so they're thinking this girl yeah. with all these issues who has a wheelchair and medication yeah. that somebody it, has taken her away. And she's probably dead all. now. Exactly. Yeah. So investigators, after a ton of research, were able to trace the IP address of Gypsy and Godijan's internet communications, and they found Gypsy and Godijan's home in Wisconsin. Wait, she knew her mother's password or Facebook? 
Apparently. That's so weird. I don't know. My parents. If I'm not mistaken, I believe it was a joint Facebook, like hers and DD's. That's so weird. Yeah. You guys get your own Facebooks, please. I, I'm pretty sure it like says DD Gypsy Blanchard on there. That's so weird. Well, are you surprised her mother was very controlling? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know? I guess. But I would just think she would want to check her daughter's Facebook. That way she could have her own. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not really She seemed possessive, so. Uh, a, a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> So, the two were arrested and charged with murder. In 2018, Gypsy Rose herself said, The prison that I was living in before with my mom, it's like I couldn't walk, I couldn't eat, I couldn't have friends, I couldn't go outside, you know, and play with friends or anything. Over here, I feel like I'm freer in prison than living with my mom. Because now I'm allowed to just live life like a normal woman. Gypsy is taking GED classes in prison as and is engaged to her prison pen pal, Ken. That is so sad that she is comparing being a normal woman to... Being in prison is yeah. better than being with her mother. That is heartbreaking. It is so sad. So she says that she's happier now than she was when she was with her mom. And that if she had a choice to either be in jail or back with her mom, she would rather be in jail. Wow. I could never How imagine that. sad. Yeah. So after Dee Dee's murder, many people who'd known Gypsy wondered why she'd gone so far as to kill her mom. <laughs> why didn't she just simply expose Dee Dee's lies by standing up in public? But Gypsy had been conditioned to think that no one would believe her. Yeah, or yeah. if she did it, her mom would beat the shit out of, of course, her. Tired of course. Tired to her bed for two weeks. Of course. Um, she says in an interview, I couldn't just jump up out of the wheelchair because I was afraid and I didn't know what my mother would do. I didn't have anyone to trust. So sad. She, I mean, I feel like she was in prison then. Oh, I feel yeah. like this poor girl who, by the way, will be in prison until she's 32 years old, has genuinely and will have spent the first 32 years of her life in prison. But <clears throat> at least she'll still be young when she gets out yeah. and she can make the most of you Mm -hmm. know what youth she has left Mm -hmm. so she had spent her entire life just being controlled lied to and monitored you know constantly by her mother i feel like being in a wheelchair when you when you can walk would be so entirely frustrating oh my god can you imagine no i can't um she wasn't allowed to go to school um, and when when they, when they were out in public, Dee Dee constantly held Gypsy's hand, and she would squeeze it really hard when she wanted her and when she wanted Gypsy to be quiet. In newer revelations, Dee Dee's stepmother says that she spent nine months bedridden after Dee Dee poisoned her food with weed killer. Okay, oh my God. so Wait, this isn't. How did she know that? I don't know how she found out that that's what she was poisoned with, but. She believes Dee Dee did that to her. Wow. So also, many relatives believe Dee Dee may have starved her own biological mother to death. Dee Dee was a horrible person. Yeah, I can tell. So family members have even gone on record so far um, to to indicate that they don't miss Dee Dee. Oh, I mean. <laughs> yeah. She was just a horrible woman, and I truly 100% believe that Gypsy was a victim here and that she was failed. Oh, yeah. She was failed by her mother. She was failed by her father, who just believed what her 
mother said about her Mm -hmm. and she was failed by her doctors um she was failed by everyone literally everyone i mean my god can i can't even imagine no me either she was literally in prison Mm -hmm. so in 2016 gypsy pled guilty to second degree murder as Gypsy's medical records documented the abuse she'd been sus- uh, subjected to, her lawyer was able to arrange a plea deal for the charges she placed in Dee Dee's death. She was sentenced to 10 years in prison, but she'll be eligible for parole beginning in 2024 when she is 32 years old. Godijan was found guilty of first degree murder in 2018 and was sentenced to life in prison. Um, another little tidbit I do not have in my notes. I, I uh, watched a short interview with uh, Nicholas Godijan, and he 100% says he would do it again because he loved Gypsy that much. Dude, that's so scary that she met him on a, not just a dating website, but like a Christian dating site. Right. And he was so willing to murder her mother. Two peas in a pod. I never wanted to be in the dating scene again. Right. That's terrifying. That scares me. I think like really, and, and to be honest with you, this may sound weird, but I almost feel bad for him too, because I feel like I did read that he wasn't like 100% mentally there. Mm-hmm. Now he had been arrested, uh, previously for um kind of gross but uh like sexually like uh like exposing himself uh masturbating in a mcdonald's i believe is what i read but he wasn't with it 100 percent. and i feel like this guy just fell madly in love with gypsy and would have done anything and everything clearly i wonder if he would have been the same way to her as her mother was to her i don't think so i think she had him by like the like i feel like in a way gypsy almost manipulated him yeah does that make sense Mm -hmm. yeah like he was wrapped around gypsy's finger well i mean after being around her mother manipulating her for so long i'm sure that she she learned some yeah a touch of it yeah yeah so I don't know if you've seen Gypsy yet lately Mm -hmm. she's actually not like an ugly girl no she's not and uh just the way she was uh, you guys will see pictures i'm sure most of you have seen her anyway but it's just it's so crazy to see she does look happier oh yeah healthier absolutely yeah she's got new teeth Mm -hmm. like yeah yeah so that is it i think we're done here so i either it was a podcast or an article that i read but i did read something about how um like during the trial or whatever when gypsy like walked in you know her dad was there yeah and he said that when he saw her walking he just cried yeah because i'm sure he'd never seen her walk yeah he had never seen her walk and he couldn't believe it and that struck a chord with me because it was like yeah. holy shit well i also heard that uh now that she's in prison like she's very close to her dad again that he visits Good. like i've seen pictures of them together and he's remarried i've seen pictures like with the stepmom so. i wonder if they're kind of scared of her <laughs> i know that's kind of what i was thinking like you kind of ha- even if it's like a family member i feel like there would be some kind of fear like mm, she's capable of this yeah you know? but again i truly 100 percent feel i don't think that gypsy is evil i feel like she Felt like she didn't have any other choice. Yeah. No, I, I think the same exact thing. Yeah. I hope that she is getting some psychological help because I'm sure the abuse that her mother oh gave God. her definitely took a toll on her. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's so sad. So. Yeah. That's it. 
Wow. Well, guys, let us know what you think about the Twisted Twins and Gypsy Rose Mm -hmm. getting her boyfriend to kill her mother and... A couple of mother murders. Um, I swear we did not plan this. No, we really did not. Um, Also, I do want to mention something. So if you are not on our Facebook page or you did not see the video I posted about an hour ago. Okay, I'm just going to go ahead and apologize if part one of this sucked um, because I moved our podcast equipment into my bonus room. We used to do it in um, our spare bedroom, which I feel like the audio sounded decent. Mm-hmm. But um, since we came in here, it's like a super big room. It's got tall ceilings, hardwood floors. And we noticed about, I don't know, halfway through our first episode that it just sounded very airy yep so uh hopefully it doesn't sound terrible i don't know we'll hear it once we finish up with this but uh (laughs) we apologize yeah we uh you'll have to go on our facebook and look at the funny video i posted but uh currently we have a (laughs) comforter hanging from the ceiling uh trying to block out some of the echoing so yeah yeah. Um, our makeshift studio it's great It's, (laughs) it's excellent I can't wait to look back on this like a year from now. I know. I told Alyssa, I'm like, one day we're going to be like, uh, you remember when we heard, uh, when we heard, I, I just <laughs> did that again. Heard, when we saw Her a man. man. <laughs> <laughs> when we hung a comforter from the ceiling. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> I can't wait. <sighs> okay, well, um. I guess you can uh, join our Facebook group at For God's Sake, Don't Drink the Jones Juice. Mm-hmm. Um, you can follow our Instagram at Don't Drink the Jones Juice. Send us your spooky stories. Yes, at our Gmail, which is Don't Drink the Jones Juice at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a merch store. Um, we have some really great designs on there. Um, you can find them at uh, storefrontier.com slash don't drink the Jones juice. Mm-hmm. Um, is there anything else we have? No. Um, just a small reminder again at the beginning of the episode, we uh, mentioned that we will be covering or we will be uh, doing a special episode about the sexual assaults mm-hmm. um, in the military. So if you have any stories about that you'd like to share with us, please uh, do. Please send them to our email or to our Facebook or whatever you're comfortable with. Um, we would greatly appreciate it because this is something that we need a lot more attention drawn to. Should we give um, a timeline for that? That way people know when they really need to get them in. Yeah. I mean, just ASAP, guys. Um, I would like to cover it in the next month. I feel like there's a lot going on right now that needs <laughs> yeah. to be talked about. So, uh, yeah, just whenever you can. So probably by like mid next month, mid, yeah. mid-September. That would be nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, send those in. Um, Again, you will remain 100% anonymous. Yes. Unless, I mean, I guess unless they want us to say their name. Yeah, which I would be surprised. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> I think there was one more thing I wanted to say. Oh, yeah. Another reminder about our oh, contest. Giveaway. Yeah. yeah, or giveaway, yeah. Um, just in case you forgot the details, um, we're doing a con- or an, uh, giveaway on our Instagram. Um there is a picture on there explaining the giveaway, but basically you will repost that um, picture to your Instagram and you will hashtag it with, say the hashtag. <laughs> uh, D-D- 
TJJ giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you'll tag three friends in the original post, post for the giveaway. And uh, we will be announcing it on the 31st of this month mm-hmm. during episode 11. So please do that. We definitely want a lot of entries and... Yeah, we're trying to build that following for our Instagram, which is looking very pathetic. Yeah, it does look bad <laughs> compared to the thousand followers we have on Facebook. Okay, well, is that everything? I believe so. Thank yeah. you guys for listening. Yes, thank you guys so much. Thank you to everybody that stuck with us this far, and uh, I hope you enjoy. And thank you to everybody who posts in our Facebook group, because yeah. I genu- I don't know about you, but I genuinely love oh, yeah, when I go on Facebook, and I have we have like notifications. Um, yeah, like requests for posts in there. Posts. Yeah. You I- guys are hilarious. Love our Facebook group. It is always a good time. I'm loving all the Annabelle stuff. Really. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I guess that's it, right? Yep. All right. For God's sake, don't drink the Jones juice.